Welcome to the Inspirations News Podcast, sponsored by Quebec's only newspaper devoted exclusively to the news of the special needs community. Tune in regularly to hear uplifting success stories, learn about resources, and gain timely advice in the area of special needs, featuring experts in various fields. Here's your host, host, Mark Bergman. So welcome to another edition of the Inspirations News Podcast, and time to chat about uh, an amazing collaboration between the English Montreal School Board and Special Olympics Quebec, which all culminated with an Olympiad Day, June 8th, to chat more about it. Uh, Sarah Lynch, Special Education Consultant at the MSB, Christopher Raynell Mora, who took part in the Olympiad that day, teacher Alba Cano Juarez, uh, both from John Caboto Academy, and Madeline Sinclair from the Special Olympics Quebec. Hello, everybody. Hello. Hi. I'm so happy to learn more about the event. Sarah, maybe we'll start with you to give us a bit of a context here. This was for seven EMSB schools, correct? Mm-hmm. We actually had eight in the end that uh, that participated, and it was really a collaboration between the Department of Student Services and Educational uh, Services. And then we uh, we partnered with Special Olympics, you know, to offer something that was unique uh, for students with higher support needs. And talk to us a bit about the planning and how it how it all started right from the beginning. So we had many many conversations with Special Olympics, the teachers. Uh, you know, we had to figure out who would be on board. Uh, we had uh, several training sessions with Special Olympics and follow up meetings uh, during the year. So we we stayed in touch. We planned together. We worked really closely together uh, behind the scenes to to put this all into place. Okay. And there was a training day, as you said, there was a couple of training sessions, uh, one held back in, in October, correct? Tell me a little bit about that training day and what went on that day. That's right. So it was held at Parkdale School for the first round, I guess, of teachers that were interested in participating. And Madeline basically walked them through, um, you know, the school program, the guide, and and really the emphasis was on how to adapt or modify activities so that everyone could participate and access the activities and familiarize them too, so that they would be uh, best prepared for the Olympiad event. Okay, Madeline, uh, or who would be best to talk to me about some of the activities or the stations that were held on that day? There were six stations. That was definitely planned in collaboration with with the teachers who were participating. Um, the the training session that you spoke about at the beginning of the year was centered around these around a, a program that we run at Special Olympics, um, a motor skills program. So all of the stations were pulled from activities that the students have been working on throughout the year. So teachers highlighted certain certain aspects they wanted to work on or certain things that they were the students were looking forward to, and that led to kind of the basic for us to create and choose the uh, the six stations that we ended up with in the end. Sarah, can you tell me a little bit about the six stations and uh, and what they were? Sure. We had uh, we had some running stations, some shuttle run. We had a, a big obstacle course that the students participated in. There were different um, target games, uh, you know, various throwing activities um, and whatnot. Um, there was softball. There was parachute. So they really had an opportunity to engage in a lot of different uh, sports activities. Okay, Christopher, you're up. I'm I'm uh, really curious to learn about which stations you did. Did you do them all? Did you do some of them? And what were the ones that you enjoyed? Did you do all of them? Yeah. What was your favorite song? Running around the track. So what, what I heard was that you made that your own zone, right? Yeah. And tell me uh, why you decided to run around the track and why you loved it so much. Oh, because uh, I didn't like running around the coast. So I want to run around the tracks. You want to do your own thing, right? 
wanted something very challenging. And Alba, tell me a, a bit about that moment when Christopher decided, decided to create his own zone. Well, as usual, we always adapt and we always listen to our students. We said, sure, why not? Let's do it. And then as soon as we started, another student jumped in. And then before you knew it, all the other schools jumped on board and they wanted a turn as well. So it was wonderful to see that all athletes were able to participate at different levels. Christopher, how do you feel knowing that you created your own zone and everybody uh, followed your trend? Feel good? Yep. Can you tell me, Christopher, what kind of training you did? What were some of the training days like and some of the activities? And June 7th? Yeah, you could talk to me about June 7th for sure. Tell me about some of the some of the other activities. Parachute. Okay. And what did you do with the parachute? What did you guys have to do? I saw some videos, but for people that didn't see videos, what does that mean, the parachute? That's a hard time making a mushroom. Okay. And was that fun to do? Yeah. It was fun. And what were some of the other events? Mm, running long tracks. Okay. Like picking a like station, like there's soccer and basketball and others. So I picked soccer. And why did you pick soccer? Because I like soccer. You do, right? Sports is important to you and soccer is important to you? Yes. That reminds me of my favorite football player. Who's your favorite football player? Uh, On the back is the number seven. Okay. I don't know too much about football, so you're teaching me something here. Is there, does, does he have a name or you just know his number? Oh. Is a his name. It shows his last name on his back. Okay, cool. Christopher, thank you. We'll come back to you in, in a couple of seconds. Um, Alba, I'd spoken to you before this podcast, and you were uh, so proud of Christopher and the other students that were participating th- that day. Talk to me a bit about that day and what that meant to you. Correct. I'm extremely proud of all the students that participated and all the people that planned for the special event. This event means a lot to us because all the students were able to participate in something so great. It's something that was a first event this year, but hopefully we can build up on it. And it was fabulous to see that the students were all able to participate in different levels. Some students required less assistance and then other students were able to just make it their own. And again, it was just fabulous to see because very often our students don't have this opportunity. And hopefully in the future, parents will be invited to actually view it live and to cheer on their child and to see that they're a part of this community and build on this. Sarah, talk to me about the importance of having an event like this. It's the it's the first one of hopefully many to come. The, the importance of this event for not only students, but teachers as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it, it builds on awareness and um, sensitivity to, to differences. And um, it, it just allows these students a, a unique opportunity to excel in different areas, to try different sports that they may not have access to in their community, or it might be a little bit more challenging to access more specialized sporting events. So it really was a wonderful, wonderful chance for them to participate. Madeline, talk to me about what this does for students and specifically uh, for their confidence. It's, it's huge for their for their confidence to, to find a place where they are able to participate, like Alba mentioned, where they're able to participate to the fullest extent of their abilities, whether it's like Christopher running fully around the track or for some of our students running a smaller loop around the cones. It gives student, it gives students a place where they can participate to their fullest extent to feel like they are participating in something bigger. And I know for, for the teachers, for some of the parents who were able to attend, it was for a lot of them, it's the first time that they get to see some of their students, some of their, their their kids, if their parents participate in a sporting event or an event where they are participating with other people as well. So it it's for for the 
for the kids, for their confidence, for their to show themselves what they're able to accomplish, and for the parents and teachers and, and everyone to see what they're able to do as well is 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 immeasurable, honestly. How have the Special Olympics uh, Quebec um, evolved over the years? Yeah, so Special Olympics Quebec uh, stems from our national and even international uh, Special Olympics uh, parent company or organization, I should say. And so Special Olympics Quebec itself was founded uh, in the 80s, uh, originally just as a community sports program. So any sports that take place, you know, weeknights, weekends. And in 2000, and you know, I think 2010 was when our school program uh, started to kick off. Um, and that began as a, as a as an opportunity to reach out to students to eventually lead them towards community participation as well. So over the last 13, 12, 13 years now, the school program specifically has developed into that introduction level, that starting base for all of our athletes. Um, ideally, hopefully, we, we follow them through elementary school, high school, and then they, they find their place in, uh, in a community sport as well. And the school program in itself has, has evolved greatly as well. Um, the beginning, it started as, as really kind of one-off events with certain schools, maybe one activity here and there to introduce a new sport. And now we're, we're building up to big events like we had last week where multiple schools from across the city are coming together, working towards the same things and getting to, to participate and compete uh, with each other. Christopher, would you like to do this again next year? Yeah. And what events would you look forward and be exciting to, excited to do next year? Uh, the tracks again. Alba, as a society, we've done great work in becoming more inclusive uh, in the last while. How can we continue to evolve? I believe we do. We have come a long way, but we definitely need to make other other programs, other actions, and definitely through education is the one way that we're going to get there. And again, we're not asking for more. We're definitely asking for equal opportunities. But again, that's only allowed through the collaboration and through education. Tell me, Alba, what uh, the word neurodiverse means to you. Neurodiversity to me means understanding that people think differently and that they all have different abilities and disabilities and acknowledging that and also knowing that no one brain is better than the other and that in this world, we need everybody. Sarah, <laughs> there are definitely plans for for this to continue next year. Absolutely. We've already started. Uh, <laughs> that's in the works. I mean, even on the day of, we were looking at the space available and, and thinking how many more schools we could uh, invite next year. And, you know, it, it ended on such a positive note. Uh, the energy there was just so fantastic. Um, so we really want to keep the momentum going. And uh, hopefully we could even aim to do some smaller events as well. Um, so I think we have a lot of a uh, lot of exciting plans coming up for next year. And in your experience, I'll ask you the same question. How can we be even more inclusive in sports? We have to practice what we preach. We uh, There was an ambassador actually from Special Olympics uh, that, that joined us and uh, he himself was an athlete and uh, perhaps having more role models, you know, for the students to see would be a nice, uh, nice addition to a, another event. But um, like Abba said, we have to include and encourage participation for different levels of ability and needs in, in our societies. So, Madeline, what's your vision of becoming more inclusive in sports? I have to agree with with both Sarah and Alba. I think the inclusion is is really center of what of what we all do, what we all work towards. And and I think yeah, it's it's awareness, it's inviting more groups from from outside of this this community that we created, and to just really expand the size of the community. Everyone's 
everyone's welcome. Everyone's always happy to participate. And, you know, something that, that we're working towards as well is bringing in students from, from other schools who might not have ever encountered any students who fall on the neurodiverse spectrum and, and just showing them that everyone can participate to the same extent. Everyone can participate in the same way and we can adapt to, to everyone's, um, capabilities and, and still have a fulfilling and inclusive day altogether. So, it's really just expanding on and raising awareness and, and really enlarging the, the community that we're, that we're looking to create. Uh, Christopher, before we go, I saw a video that Miss Alba shared with me of, uh, of, of your school and your team at the event. And, but there was a shark there in a mascot. Can you tell me a little bit about who, who the shark is and why it's a shark? Oh, uh, there's like an event like in 20, like 19, I said like, a land animal or or sea animal and it's sea animal and the name was like blue and other names and the name that they picked was the whole school picked the name Jazzy. So Jazzy was created in what year? 2020. Correct. So Jazzy was created in 2020 by the school. All the students participated. They voted on a name. And from what I understand, it's been representing John Cabato ever since then. And Jazzy attends all of the important events, just like Halo, just like Special Olympics. It's a big part of our community. Well, Chris, I really like Jazzy. So next time you see Jazzy, tell him that uh, that we say hi here from Inspirations. Very cute mascot. Yeah. It's, it's the name of the team, right? Is it, is it the Sharks? Is that? Who are we? John Cabal. John Cabal Sharks. All right. Go Sharks, go. I never told you with my favorite soccer player. Yes. Yes, I'm waiting. It was Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Okay. And and again, I told you, I, I don't know anything about soccer. So what team is he playing on at the moment? Uh, mostly Portugal. Portugal. Okay. And did he have a good season? Was he was he good this year? I don't know. <laughs> Miss Alba is saying yes. Oh, yes, he did. He did. Uh, Christopher, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. And we can't wait for you to hear it. And Sarah, Alba, Madeline, thanks everybody for being here. And good luck. We'll cover next year's event as well. Thank you for joining us. Awesome. Thank, thank you, Mark. for having us. For sure. You've been listening to the Inspirations News Podcast with Mark Bergman. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and the English Montreal School Board Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.